Hello and welcome back to the Regular Girl Podcast. I'm Kelly Smith and this is the companion to the Regular Girl book, 365 Devotions to Remember the Truth of the Gospel. Today's entry is titled, Do We Really Know? If anyone thinks he knows anything, he does not yet know it as he ought to know it. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 2. There's a lot of letter writing in the New Testament. A lot of what feels like, let me clear a few things up for you, because it seemed that everyone started with a basic foundational knowledge. They knew Christ and God's love for them, but that quickly turned to arrogance. It was all who can do more the right way. It became more about the rules and less about the foundational stuff that truly is the root from which everything should grow. Perhaps this could be said of Christians today. In 1 Corinthians chapter 8, Paul starts out specifically talking about food meant for idols, but the application is so far-reaching. Everything I know to be true today came from an unlearning of something else. I think back to the things I held to be so true in my young adulthood, and as I got older, learned just how wrong I was. The older I get, the more I struggle with a complete confidence in anything I know today because like all the things I've unlearned, I was once wrong. And it's possible I'm wrong with present day convictions. I think this is a timely reminder to lead with compassion and be open to correction. The only thing I know to be true is the foundational stuff. I'm a sinner. Christ died for those sins. We are his creation created to glorify him. He loves us so very much, and when we're full up with that love, we love others. Everything stems from that. It's a sobering moment when we realize that what we held so true, we were willing to shout it into the face of another person or type an angry response to someone with an opposite opinion that we may actually be wrong. We may actually be wrong. You may actually be wrong. Read it again. It's hard to scream and yell when you come to terms with this. Every argument can then turn into an actual conversation instead of an angry yelling match set out to prove you're right and everyone else is wrong. If anyone thinks he knows anything, he does not yet know it as he ought to know it. Right there in 1 Corinthians, you could be wrong. Consider it. There is beauty in accepting this and letting love lead instead. Now, I want to qualify this by saying that when I talk about you could be wrong, I am not talking about the basics of what the Bible tells us. I am not talking about you could be wrong that Jesus died for your sins. Not talking about that. What I'm talking about are your hard opinions politically about things in the world that people say that you, it elicits this anger within you. That is a cause, I think, to pause and consider that you may not have all the facts. I think that it is one of the greatest acts of maturity when we can arrive at this being our response, this this response of curiosity, when someone says something that just really makes us angry enough to respond to that. It's an act of maturity to then stop and pause and say, hmm, Do I have all the facts? Could I possibly be wrong about the thing that I'm so convinced I'm right about? You could be. So that's what I'm talking about here when I talk about you could be wrong. Um, It is an action that we all need to consider. And I think even in your Christian beliefs, even in your, you know, your beliefs about the Bible, it's really a good exercise to deconstruct what you believe, to get back to the very basics um, and really 
exercise, if you've never read through the Bible, I really encourage you to do that because it's possible that everything you believe today, you believe because someone else told you that. It wasn't that you went to the source of the Bible and read it. And if you're not a believer and you happen to be here, thank you so so much for coming here. I feel like anyone who's not a believer that's listening to this, um, that to me is really cool because I think that you are perhaps listening with a really open mind and maybe you're curious about why do Christians believe what they believe. Um, there are plenty of people who are in that same position that have gone to the Bible to seek out answers and have walked away being fully transformed and saved. Um, and that's not just one time. That's lots of times, rinse and repeat, that people have gone to the Bible and, it, and, and they've seen Christ and they've seen the love and the Holy Spirit has come into their heart. There is no explanation. It's totally supernatural. So if that's you, I would encourage you, go seek the answers. If you've been a Christian your entire life and you've never committed yourself to that exercise of reading the Bible, go and seek the answers for yourself. Do not be satisfied to just have an understanding based off of what someone else told you because they could be wrong too and they could have a misunderstanding of theology. It's really, really important because if somebody comes to you, if you are a believer and somebody comes to you and asks you, why do you believe? The Bible tells us that we need to be prepared with an answer. But you can't know that answer and be convinced and convicted and confident in your answer if you've never gone to the source. Christianity will stand up every time because the Holy Spirit will speak through us and his word will never fail. Um, you don't have to get twisted and sideways about stressing yourself out about being able to have an answer because I really do believe that when asked and when, you know, when somebody comes to you with an open mind and a, and a true willingness to listen, the Holy Spirit will speak. But some people have closed ears and closed eyes and they are never going to see. Um, and there's, there's scripture that talks about that too. So, um, this is, this is a really important step in your faith journey. It's also a really important step in sanctification, I believe, of approaching everyone, not with anger, but with curiosity. If somebody responds to you with anger, one of the best things you can do is try to get to compassion with them. They obviously are in a place where either they are hurt or they believe what they believe because of some compelling reason to do so. And sometimes people get angry because they feel threatened and maybe they feel a little insecure. And that can sometimes cause people to respond in a less than kind way. But we can meet them with curiosity. And that's our responsibility. We need to do enough work to just approach as much as we can with a curious attitude. So... Thank you so much for joining me today. Some food for thought for today. And I hope you'll come back again soon.